whether it's a decade-defining play. Auburn's going to win the football game! Auburn's going to win the football game! A hit heard round the world. You got barbecue back there? And you didn't invite me? Hurt my feelings! Or some all-time great interviews. I think I got my swagger back. We're here to bring you everything college football. This is the four-year starter. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Super excited to have you here. As always, I am the bear, and we are ready to dive right in to another week of college football. First on the list, we're taking a look at our AP Top 25. Real quick, like we do every week, we'll go right through one team by one, and I'll give a little tidbit of what's going on with each of them so far. Clemson's sitting at a pretty 6-0. What more can we say about them? They are who we thought they were. They, um... They're they're getting criticized too much for for this past this past week. If you ask me, I'm not quite sure why uh, people want to make a big deal about the 20, 47 to twenty one score, but that's besides the point. Clemson is as we expected the real deal. In second place, we've got Bama um, at a five and zero. They've taken down some pretty decent teams. Tennessee might not be as good as people thought they were going to be this year. But yeah, that's uh, besides the point. They've taken down a great Georgia team and a great uh, Texas A&M team as well. Number three, we're sitting with uh, the one and O Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, an impressive win over Nebraska, fifty-two seventeen. Potentially a test coming up this weekend with uh, Penn State, number eighteen. In the, in the nation, coming off a tough loss to the Hoosiers. Tough, controversial, however you want to look at it. A loss is a loss. Fourth place, we're looking at Notre Dame. Uh, the Fighting Irish, 5-0 and as well. Pretty darn good team. They only dropped uh, a spot because Ohio State looked as good as people expected. Uh, with wins against Duke, FSU, Louisville, Pitt, nothing comes across as spectacular. Something to keep in mind, their game against Louisville was 12-7. to Yes, they came out, they played well against Pitt, but Louisville is not a top-tier team, and they did not look good. Um, but they're a good team. That there's You really can't argue that, they, just because they don't look good there. I look forward to two weeks from now when they're playing Clemson. That should be a good one. Fifth, we've got Georgia. Their only losses to Alabama. It was... Was close most of the game and then got away from him, but uh, they're, they're coming off a bye this past week and they have Kentucky this week. It should be pretty easy win right there. All right, now that we got through our top five, we're going to go through a nice little quick roll call. Oklahoma State, 4-0. Impressive. Love their offense. Cincinnati, I am obsessed with the fact that they are a top 10 team. I expect them to go nowhere but up. Uh, looking at their schedule, uh, they've taken down uh, Army already, SMU, and they've done it handily. SMU was 16th. Army was uh, maybe 22nd at the time. Their schedule honestly does not get uh, does not get any harder. So I think they'll be fine there. Uh, if teams in front of them could lose, uh, watch out. If Cincinnati keeps blowing these teams out, 
they might have that uh, that UCF chance. And by that, I mean claiming their own national title. So we get to number eight, Texas A&M, three and one. Their only loss, I, I believe, is to Alabama. Uh, yes, definitely to Alabama. We talked about that earlier. Uh, they're a good team. They actually think they're super underrated right now. Um, I know they're eighth, but I just don't think people are giving them a lot of credit. Wisconsin at number nine, went in, did their business against Illinois, got them knocked out. Florida worries me a little bit. Two and one, it is what it is. Um, you know, I don't expect them to make any noise in the playoffs anymore. I did at the beginning of the season, but with a loss to Texas A&M, um, I think they played LSU. No, they were supposed to play LSU. It got postponed. Um, but you know, they still have, they still have a game against Georgia later. It's, it's, it's going to be a, an uphill battle for them for sure. At this point, BYU, another one of those teams, just like Cincinnati that I, I'm, I'm obsessed with, uh, they're six and zero. They they don't have a very difficult schedule. They play Boise State a little bit later in the season, um, but it's just it's going to be a, you know kind of see what the committee decides to do with them. I think by the end of the season they'll probably be ranked seventh ish, um, and that's just because they just they don't have the schedule to make the playoffs. That's for sure. Miami five and one. Um, their only loss coming to Clemson, but it, it was it was kind of a kind of a blowout loss. Um, not a bad team at all. 13, 14, 15, we're looking at Michigan, Oregon, North Carolina. That team up north, they look good. It's hard to deny that. They look good. That first game, um, they came out just like Wisconsin did, and they, they got their business done. I think people expected a little more from Minnesota, but like again, the Wolverines really, they came in and did what they needed to do. Oregon sitting at 14th at zero and zero. What a record to be ranked 14th, you know, seven weeks into a season. It's wonderful. I'm excited to see what they, what they do come out. I'm excited to see what Penny does. Uh, He's expected to be top tier. Um, If he does not go one, two or three, I will be genuinely blown away. Uh, It's a lineman. That is a blue chip. If I've ever seen one 15, North Carolina, as a heels fan, I like what they're doing. They are performing well in most scenarios. They had a stinker to FSU. Um, and I, I really, really do think they have a chance to go out and give Notre Dame and Miami a tough time. It's brutal that they have to end their season. Uh, two of the three games are versus the two teams I just stated. And it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough test towards the end there, but they look good. And uh, Mac Brown's really really turning this program around on his second go there. Kansas State, Indiana, Penn State. That's our 16, 17, 18. Uh, Kansas State. They came off a win this weekend against Kansas, and it was poor Kansas. Oh, that program, just poof, brutal. Brutal. Um, but 17-18, Indiana-Penn State. Of course, they're going to have Indiana ahead of Penn State. Uh, they probably have Indiana ahead Penn State by, I don't know, maybe a few inches. Um, but no, uh, all jokes aside, Indiana found a way to win that game uh, against everything. They they really they really did. And there was definitely some late game James Franklin going on there. But that's just, if, if you're a Penn State fan and you're not used to that by now, you got to figure something out there. So, uh, Marshall, Coastal Carolina, 1920. Wow. 
wow, I love it. Seeing Marshall in there, it just, you got to put a smile on your face, especially knowing that they have, I think, four games left in their schedule, all 100% winnable. They're 19th now. Uh, They might jump up to anywhere between 15 and 12, but time will tell. We'll see what happens there. Coastal Carolina, another 5-0 team playing in the Sun Belt. They uh, they beat the Louisiana Raging Cajuns, I uh, think, two weeks ago. Um, and they're staying undefeated since then. And if you look at their schedule as well with, you know, Texas State and, and Liberty University, I, I can't see them dropping another game either. So I'm thinking they're going to have a perfect record by the end of the season, but probably be no higher than 13. 21, 22, 23. We're looking at USC, SMU, and Iowa State. Uh, USC also yet to play, just like their Pac-12 buddies, Oregon. So excited to see what they uh, what they're going to bring to the table. I believe their first game is the seventh of November against Arizona State. I think it's Arizona State. Um, and you know, like I said, it'll be interesting. USC when USC is good, college football is better. Plain and simple, can't argue it. Um, SMU Southern Methodist. They have one loss that was past weekend. It was to Cincinnati. Cincinnati, like I said, number ninth in the country. They look good. Their schedule doesn't get any harder, so I think they're going to kind of coast at this point. Um, Iowa State, Brock Purdy, my man, my man, coming out, not, not, not really a stinker at any by any means, but I think Oklahoma State is a, is a bad number six. So when they came out, they lost to Oklahoma State by three. Um, they do have wins against Oklahoma on their resume. They can get another win against Kansas State, which is 16th in the country right now. Iowa State has potential to, you know, get up there to that 18 to 15 range uh, if they keep winning. But they they do have a, a few games that could make them slip up. Oklahoma and Boise State round us out with 24-25. Oklahoma uh, three and two are a very rare. Two loss season already for Oklahoma. Only five games in. Still have Texas Tech. They've got number six, Oklahoma State. Uh, West Virginia and Baylor could could honestly still give them problems. They really could. Um, but time will tell. We'll see what Spencer Rattler can do. Uh, and if Lincoln Riley can find a way to really turn their season around after two early losses in the season. And then Boise State. Only one game into the season. But it was convincing, and I think that's uh, I think that's the reason that the committee decided to throw them in there at this point. So uh, that's our AP top twenty-five. Uh, couple movers, some fallers. The biggest fall was Penn State dropping down ten, uh, thanks to that Hoosier Hoosier victory there. Um, the, the biggest riser uh, is also probably Indiana, the team that beat Penn State. They went from uh, out of the top 25 the whole way up to 17th. So um, definitely, definitely some movement there. Uh, other movers that uh, went up, Michigan and Wisconsin, both went up five spots after after convincing victories there. So good for them. But as always, rightfully so, Clemson won, Bama two, Ohio State three, and then... There's, there's just, there is, there's just a drop off until Notre Dame or Georgia can show me that they can beat the elites. There's just, there's a drop off and you know, that is what it is. So we took a look at the top 25 there. Uh, now 
let's dive deeper into really who our contenders are. Um, I'm going to kind of skip out from those Clemson, Bama, Ohio State. If they do their jobs, which most likely that's what's going to happen, they're going to get the job done, plain and simple. Um, but uh, let's look at some of those teams that are still, you know, top 10 right now and, and kind of moving. Uh, Notre Dame, 5-0. and um, They really only had one uh, close game. It was to Louisville, but it's still, it still is going to make you a little nervous there. Um, the, the, the fighting Irish don't have the easiest schedule either. They have Georgia tech next followed by Clemson, um, UNC and later in the season as well. So when we look at Notre Dame as a whole, um, Ian book, he's been an up and down question mark roller coaster for the last three years. Uh, he looks better this season. There is no doubt about that. Um, he's he's when even when he's getting pressured, he's still getting the ball out at appropriate times. He's got one interception on the entire season uh, and, and and six touchdowns. Um, right now, he's a little bit lower than sixty percent on his completion percentage. But again, this is this is a guy who's struggled. Uh, you know, his, his career there. Um, he's never really put together a whole season, I guess is a better way to put that. But nonetheless, I, I think he is, is improving. Um, and, and he's, he's, he's definitely getting there. Um, if we move on number five, whoo All right. So go from our fighting Irish to number five, which is the Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia's a contender, but I'm not a believer, and I never, I, I never have been. Georgia's one of those teams that is always there, but when do they finish? They don't. They don't finish. Um, and I'll argue that all day and long. I can throw statistics at you, but I'm not gonna, you know, berate you with that now. If you have comments, questions, bring them at me. And I'll make sure to uh, answer them in my questionnaire question uh, question and answer uh, later this week. Um, again, I talked about it a little bit earlier. They beat Tennessee, who was fourteen, but Tennessee isn't. Tennessee's not who we thought they were. I think Auburn, who they beat, I think when they were ranked seventh. Auburn is Bo Nix is not it. I'm sorry. He might be all right right now, but this that Auburn team is the definition of underperforming. Uh, Georgia came out. They, they put on a show a little bit for the first half of Alabama, and then Alabama did Alabama things and took it to them, rightfully so, because, again, Georgia's not a contender. They, they, they're a pretender, always. They are pretenders. Uh, and that's the way I always look at Georgia until they find a way to beat the top-tier teams. Let's look at number six. We got Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. I uh, where even begin about Oklahoma State? Um, you know they're coming into the season. I think they're second in the Big Twelve right now. Um, Chuba Hubbard is a stud. If you say anything other than that, you're just wrong. He's averaging five point one yards a carry. Uh, he's 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 an animal. He's an animal. I can't uh, I can't wait to see what he does in the NFL. It's going to be it's going to be a freaking nightmare for some of these 
defensive coordinators to, to figure out how to stop him when they get there. Oklahoma State's got the offense. Uh, the, the defense is better than it has been in the past, but, you know, we'll see. They um, have got a little bit to work on there, and uh, and their season is going to end with, with Kansas State, Oklahoma University, TCU, Baylor. So we'll see what they can end up doing there. Um, the last two teams I really want to talk about. Yeah, there, I know there's more, there's plenty more to talk about, but two teams that I really want to talk about are Cincinnati and Texas A&M. Cincinnati is one of those teams that, uh, I've got a soft spot for it's, it's unlikely that they're going to be a top four team at the end of the season. That's just by nature of the beast. Um, hashtag expand the committee. Sorry. Hashtag expand the playoffs. Um, but they're at the point now where they really, they really they got to expand that because these teams, UCF, Cincinnati, they're they're up there every year. Yeah, their schedule's not as strong, but you give them a chance to go against like number three or four or something. Uh, Cincinnati's got the pieces, man. They've got the pieces. They're just going through their scheduling, walloping teams right now. Um, it's it's like. Last year, I think their their first loss of the season came to Ohio State. Like, okay, no duh, that's going to happen, especially early in this early in the season. But as these guys play and play, and the season progresses, they're getting better. And I I just think that teams like Cincinnati, who are four and zero and already ranked seventh, if they stay undefeated, and and those teams above them, uh, you know those. Those Georgias and Oklahoma States and Notre Dames, if they if they get two losses, come on, you gotta put that Cincinnati team above them. I don't really care if Cincinnati's schedule isn't as strong, but Georgia's already got a loss. Notre Dame could easily lose two before the end of the season. They've got a tough schedule to end. Um it's about time too, since they quote, joined a committee, but you know, that's neither here nor there. So I just think Cincinnati deserves a shot. If some of those teams, you know, six to six to four, six to three, uh, drop, drop two or more games. Uh, and that last team, like I said, I want to talk about Texas A&M. I think Texas A&M is criminally underrated right now. Um, they took out a, a, a pretty decent Florida team. Who's obviously dropped since that time. I think they were fourth then, um, against Alabama, Alabama came in, put on a show as always, as I always say. And, uh, A&M's good. They're, they're a good team. I, I believe that as the season progressive progresses, um, we're going to see Kellen Mond really, uh, step into his own. He's, he's with, he's at a little over 60, 60% completion, um, and I, I truly think that's, that's going to go up from here. Um, looking at some of the teams they still play, if they go out there and, and really, you know, light it up, I could see them truly, I could see Kellen Mond truly, uh, getting those numbers up and, and really vying for maybe a late first round, early second round spot. I know that sounds crazy, but the guy looks good. He's got pieces to throw to, which making him look even better. And, I just, I just think it's, uh, I think it's his time right now. I, I, I love it. Um, but Texas A&M really, they keep winning and same thing with that Cincinnati. If the, a few of those teams above them get, you know, one or two losses, it's, it's going to be a really interesting end of this, uh, 
college playoff committee, see what they do. Other teams I'm not going to dive deep into, but definitely have a shot at this point. Uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, Florida, uh, maybe Oregon. That's going to be tough just based off of that Pac-12 conference. Um, but um, yeah, it's 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 definitely uh, definitely interesting at this point. And as we move right along, we're going to take a look at the scoreboard for week nine. Zeros across the board, obviously. So we're going to get some little get some of our picks in here. Uh, we're not going to take a look at every game. We'll take a look at some of these top 25 teams. Um, maybe uh, check out what they're going on now. I know. Let's 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 start with the the the, the big one here. Ohio State, Penn State. Uh, OSU is favored by 12 and a half at this point. Um, I'm, I don't really care that Indiana went into Penn state and, or that Indiana played Penn state and, and got the win. It was ridiculously close. There was late game, James Franklin. We saw that to a T it's just his shtick at this point. I'm not sure if he'll ever learn from it. Um, nonetheless, Ohio state is going to happy Valley. They're playing in Beaver stadium yeah, there might be 20,000 total people there, which is a microcosm of what that stadium is able to hold. Um, but I don't think this is a walk in the park at all. I think Ohio State should go in there, should get business done, maybe get a win, maybe win this by 10 and a half. And I think I'm being incredibly generous there. The, Penn State could make this a three-point game. Penn State could find a way to win this. This is just what Penn State does against Ohio State. That's what they do. Ohio State and Penn State have had a much better rivalry recently than Ohio State and Michigan. Penn State has made these games fun for the past several years. Ohio State has made these games fun for the past several years. Both teams have come away with wins and losses. Um, and it's, it's not going to be any different. If Ohio state goes in there and blows out Penn state, I will be genuinely, genuinely shocked. So we'll see what happens there. I am going to take, uh, Penn state plus 12 and a half. I just don't think, I just don't think it's as, it's as one sided as that. Um, so, yeah, uh, Ohio State money line, Penn State plus the points. We venture down to Clemson. Clemson going against Boston College. Clemson favored by 31. And I also think Boston College finds a way to cover that. Um, Clemson played okay versus Syracuse. They kicked some butt when they got to the fourth quarter. But I, I think Boston College really. Shows up here. I think they want to prove a point. They're four and two, three and two in the ACC going against that top dog Clemson. And I think that they're going to go to South Carolina Memorial Stadium and, and show, show the nation that Boston College is not a joke right now. They're not your top tier. They're maybe a, you know, a 25 to 20 type team this season, but I think they, 
they hold their own for the first half against Clemson. I think this ends up being a, a 27 and a half game, kind of somewhere around there. So I'm, I'm taking Boston plus 31 and a half. Michigan State, Michigan. Michigan State, first year head coach. But man, it never feels good to lose to Rutgers. It doesn't really matter if Shiano's the coach now and he's turning that program around. A loss to Rutgers is just, it. that hurts. That just hurts the heart, man. It really does. But Michigan, whoo, they look good. They came out and they just, they, they said no nonsense against Minnesota. And they just went boop, boop back down the field every time. And they just really, they put on a show. So Michigan is, um, Michigan state, they're getting 24 and a half. And I, I think I have to take Michigan here. I know it's the in-state rivalry teams don't like each other. It's supposed to be close, but I mean, the way Michigan looked last week, I, I do, I think, uh, I think Michigan covers. I think they cover that 24 and a half, but hey, we'll find out. Look forward to talking more about this Sunday. Notre Dame's got Georgia Tech. Notre Dame's favored by 20. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I really I really get that. I know I've been kind of saying Notre Dame hasn't looked amazing, but they're they're gonna cover that, right? It's Notre Dame's gonna win that game by 28, maybe more. So Wisconsin, Nebraska, Wisconsin favored by seven and a half. It's, it's in Lincoln. Nebraska's not going to Nebraska's down. I don't really care. Yeah. They had their, you know, they had their flashes of brilliance this past weekend against the Buckeyes, but Wisconsin is Wisconsin is, I mean, come on. Honey Badger don't care, man. They're gonna come out. They're gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna show up. Nebraska. They cover that with ease. That seven and a half is just. It's just not enough. Here's where I think there could be an upset. Not a huge Sam Ellinger fan. Just. I'm just not. The game's in Stillwater, but I think Texas goes into Oklahoma State. Uh, Texas is getting three and a half, but I think they get money line here. I think Texas wins this game. I th- I really do. You know, they're three and two, not great, but I just, Oklahoma's, they're not, they're not studs. They're not putting it all together yet. And yeah, Chuba Hubbard is a freak, uh, but that, that Texas D line's going to find a way to, you know, close those gaps on them. And I think they stop them. I, I really do. Um, so that's my, uh, that's my upset there. I think number six drops uh, to Texas. That's for sure. Mississippi State, Alabama. Alabama's <laughs> favored by 31. Does Alabama cover? <laughs> Alabama always covers. I'm taking Bama. Easy peasy. Florida, Missouri. Florida's favored by 13. Florida worries me. I liked Florida a lot at the beginning of the season, but the more I watch them play... The more I'm not sure about Trask, I know Felipe Franks left. He's now in Arkansas. Not that he was, you know, doing much for them last year anyway, but I'm just, that scares me a little bit. Missouri, they're not great, but we'll see. Last one I'm really going to talk about here is, is North Carolina versus Virginia. Virginia's one in four. 
And I'm not sure how I feel about that. Yes, they lost to Clemson. Yes, they lost to Miami. Two ranked teams, two good teams. Their other two losses came to NC State and Wake Forest. Um, and neither of those games are really that close. Virginia comes in against UNC, and that's just, it's tough for them. They got the f- number one rank, number 11 rank, number 15 rank, uh, all in the span of five weeks. And that's just hard to work against. They could show up in the you know the end of the season, take out Louisville, Florida State, Boston College, VTech, sure. But uh, I, I think at this point, with those four losses already, they're looking like a a five hundred, probably below five hundred team now, which I don't think many people would have expected. Uh, I think a lot of people kind of expected them to be the Virginia of the past two or three years, um, and. It's, it's sad because they're. I mean, I don't expect them to beat North Carolina this weekend. North North Carolina is only getting six and a half, or Virginia is only getting six and a half points. But I mean, North Carolina is the better team all around. Virginia is just down. Sam Howell's playing pretty darn well right now. Um, I'm not really a, a a huge fan of you know, home field advantage in the first place. Now that COVID's going on, it's even like more meh, even stadiums that are packing the stadium. Uh, it's just, it's a, it's a different vibe, man. It's just a different vibe. But uh, yeah, so I, I, I got to take North Carolina there and I think they, they cover, they cover pretty easily. And now everyone's favorite part of the show. We take a look at some of our favorite tweets. Of the week. So let's take a look right now. We got a little twiddly diddly d going on there. Thank you. Shout out to Andy Bernard. We're going to take a look at some of these tweets here. Um, first, let's start with James Franklin. James Franklin uh, seems to believe at this point that he's playing Ohio State. Now, I uh, I am going to... I'm going to read this word for word. Um, this is his tweet. Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State. Ohio State, 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 hashtag we are. Okay. Cool, James. We get it. You're playing Ohio State. That's pretty obvious at this point. I don't know if you're saying it. I don't know how many times I say that. Twenty something times uh, is is going to help you win this game. Um, like I said earlier, it's it's going to be close. I think it's just the nature of the beast in this game. But Christ, I think I think the reason that they're going to lose this game is just you know probably because of you. Um, maybe he'll run it on uh fourth and five or fourth and one, like he did the back to back years to really ice the game and give Ohio state that victory. But who knows? Um, I would probably add going to lose to the end of his hashtag. Uh, but, uh, Hey, teach their own. Hey, James Franklin, Ohio state, Ohio state, 
Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State is probably going to beat you. Let's move along to our favorite old Miss coach, Lane Kiffin. Uh, Lane struggled a little bit today. Uh, he really um, wasn't sure how many pennies equaled $2.5 million. He uh, So a man paid a bill that was $3,000 using a wheelbarrow full of pennies. Uh, Lane Kiffin responded with, where can I find 25,000 pennies? And then responded a few seconds later saying, asterisk, 250,000 pennies. And then responded a few seconds later saying, asterisk, 2.5 million pennies. And then responded a few minutes later saying, was just checking to see if the SEC would review my math to get it right this time. After future review, it's 2.5 million pennies. Thanks for stopping to get it right. Thumbs up, money bag, fire emoji. Lane Kiffin is a stud. I mean, I would I would run through a wall for this man. Are you kidding me? This this guy, he's been all over the place. He's he's worked for Saban. He he killed it. <laughs> killed it. Um with with the owls of FAU. Uh and and now now he's talking about millions of dollars in pennies. This man this man just he gets it. He absolutely gets it. I would run through a freaking wall and more for this man. Let's jump to a more serious note. Our boy, Paulie Feinbaum, over there at the SEC Network, says it's uh, it's Halloween week. What scares you about your team and why? So, Paul asks a great question here. You know, most teams have something to be scared about. You know, whether you're Alabama, you got you got some injuries going on there, but you really shouldn't be scared. Uh, you're Clemson. You play three tight quarters with Syracuse, but then you annihilate them in the fourth. You probably shouldn't be scared there. Ohio State, 14-14 game against Nebraska. And then they spank them, so you probably shouldn't be scared there. If I was if I was gonna be scared right now, I'm a Tennessee fan. I'm a Virginia Tech fan. And, and that's just because, that's just because they're, they are not looking like what they should. That's, that's all I mean by that. The third team that would be, that I think should be scared right now. Um, and I truly, truly believe this is, is Notre Dame. They, they look good. Like they're fine. Like they're not, they're not a terrible team. They came out, they walloped Pitt this week. But that's not what the reason to scare be scared about. In two weeks, they play Clemson. Two weeks after that, they play a good Mac Brown coached UNC team. Yeah, I think they can beat UNC. No, I don't think they can beat Clemson. And if they show me up and show the rest of the world up and take go out and beat Clemson, awesome. Let's add a little parody to these uh, final four rankings. Because if that happens, there's a pretty darn good chance Notre Dame gets in there and Clemson gets in there. So, Notre Dame, I'd be scared. But you never know. You never know. I think that about does it for the show today. As always, stoked to have you here with the Bear on the four-year starter. Ladies and gentlemen, 
stay sweet, and enjoy week nine of college football. Do you like sports, playing sports, being on sports teams? Well, how about donating to Dick's Sporting Goods Foundation? Sports matter. Dick's Sporting Goods and Dick's Sporting Goods Foundation, they believe sports matter because participation in sports make people better. Sports increase confidence, motivate kids to stay in the classroom, and aim for a higher education. They build character and teach life lessons and extend well beyond the playing field. That's why we've made it the mission of our foundation, community, and sports matter programs to give young athletes opportunities to play. If interested in donating or a sponsorship, please, please go to dicksportinggoods.com backslash sponsor sport. Thank you.